passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are we live? Oh, yeah. Macho gave us a knock. I'm on YouTube. I don't... Am I not looking in all the right places? What are you... Or maybe I should go on Rumbles or something. This isn't a live show. Oh, it's not? Oh, it's the podcast. Oh, shit. Dude, I'm sorry. For some reason, I was like looking at... On YouTube, trying to see when we were going to go live, I completely forgot that this is podcast-only exclusive <laughs> fucking content. My bad, unless, my bad. Unless you're on Bubba HQ, you know. No, you're right. Or the Because uh, I got a Twitch notification, but I guess it was a Locals notification. All right. Well, whatever. We're here. It's two live, Jew. This is the, your third show of the day. Holy shit. Um, but before we really get started with the stuff I wanted to go over, congratulations. Uh, thank you. You have a new, uh, I don't want to assume the gender of this child, but a, is it a, nep- a nephew, a niece? Yes. Yeah, my brother, uh, my youngest brother just had a baby, what's today, two days ago. Oh, two, I thought it happened, like, I thought she just popped it out, like, N- no, an no, hour ago. No, she just popped, but she's at the hospital down the street, so um, after this, I'm going to go head over there, and Phoebe's going to meet me here, and uh, baby Kush, and... Kept her out of school today so she can go meet her new cousin. Amazing. So he, this is the second grandchild? Yes. Okay, that's a big deal. Yeah, he's in the NICU right now because he came early, so... Um, How early do you know? I believe... Like, like six weeks or something? No, no, no. My, I believe my sister-in-law was like 35 weeks pregnant, so I know normally 38's, uh, 38's when Phoebe had her C-section for, for our kids, so I feel like right around then's a good time, so just a few weeks early. <laughs> okay, that's just, not too bad. Just a little less than five pounds, but no, I'm, I'm excited for them. I mean, it's tough for the mom right now because the baby's in NICU and, and she can't really go in there all that much because she's recovering from you know her C-section and everything, so... Yeah, it's a serious uh, surgery. Yeah, it's a t- tough <laughs> for the separation, but you know I want to make sure and you know I do the right thing. I also know what it's like you know when people linger around the hospital when you have a new baby too so oh you don't like that 
<laughs> no, I want to get in. I want to. I want to get in. I want to get out. I want to pay my respects. I want you know. Well, mm. that sounds like somebody died. Yeah. I want to. I want to say hi to my nephew, and you know, because Phoebe has one kind of on her side. Yeah. I guess it's my nephew too, but I don't. I never. You don't really consider it family. I'm still getting to know him. You know, she felt the love right away. You know, mm. and I feel the love right away. You know, when, it's because uh, it's through marriage. It's not by blood. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, no thanks. Now they popped out this little guy. So I'm excited, and now. Now this means, too, the Kushner name gets to live on. Right. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. Awesome. Well, congratulations to you and the Kushner clan. That's that's very, very exciting. Yeah, I think my mom will be off my case now. I mean, for a good while. So? I mean, for a while. I mean, for a good while. I mean, we got a new grandkid on the way. My kid's oh, six. Yeah. I mean, she's old news at this point. So, right. Yeah. Right. Just get my mom focused on something else. I did want to talk to you about something that I guess could be borderline. Listen, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that this is all it needs to be. The show needs to be exclusively about being Jewish and saving money. But I would just say that it's you know it's a motif of the show. I would say is it, I, it's. Uh, I mean, it is to me at least. Okay, okay. you know, it's something that our our people have had. Here's the thing. It's like, have I really fought a a stereotype that every day I reinforce myself? It's like, yeah, maybe I'm not doing a great job. But I do like saving money. We were talking about this with Brian right before he left. We do like getting a good deal. I feel like that's not just a feature of being Jewish. I feel like that's just a feature of being smart. That Yes. You don't want to overpay for shit. But I guess in some circles, when you look at other groups of ethnic uh, peoples and cultures, sometimes the flex is overpaying for something, right? I see this a lot in, we'll just say, other types of communities where it's like, wow, I am so rich and so wealthy that I can uh, I can get a horrible deal on something, incur a huge cost on something that I overpaid for. And guess what? It doesn't even make a dent. Like, I feel like that is often a flex I see where it's like, I'm so rich. I can pay for anything. Doesn't matter. Let's go to the strip club and spend 10 grand on fucking whores. Yeah, I mean, what a great place to be. Not so much, you know, spending the money on whores, but where you don't, where you get to flex how much money you have. Right. I want to get there. <laughs> I would like to have fuck you money, but I don't I don't see it happening anytime soon. So we kind of have to have a good grip on reality here. And I did notice, and I didn't want to say anything, but I have to. I feel compelled to that, you know... You're, you're struggling with money. I'm struggling with money. Many Americans are struggling with money, no doubt. But I did notice that it's it's pretty much every time I see you, you got you got a Starbucks in your hand. Yes. Now, listen, I understand that you spend, what, $3, $4 on a Starbucks. That's not a lot of money if you do that any given day. But if we were to accumulate how much you spend over a week, I mean, I don't know if you do this on the weekends, but let's just say that you you do or don't. I mean, what? what um, if, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So seven days a week, you said we're spending $4. Seven times four is $28. And then times that $28 by 52 weeks. I mean, that's like a, a big chunk of change. I guess when you extrapolate it like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I... I just need it for my job. I mean, I need... But what about... I'm not saying not have caffeine, but what about making said coffee at home, like buying your own... And listen, I I am a nosy bitch, and everybody knows this to be true. I definitely looked at your order while you put your cup down one day, and I read all the ingredients. I was like, okay, I think you got an espresso. I know you got the oat milk. Maybe you get a pump or something. Do you like a pump? No, it's just espresso with some oat milk in it. That's it? Yeah. Motherfucker, you can make that for 40 cents. Nah, 
No, I, I mean, I, I've I've tried to make espresso at home. It just doesn't. It just doesn't have. It doesn't have like. Uh, for coffee, and I mean, and I'm getting over espresso. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that there was something else that could, you know, get me where I needed to be. Right. But I like it, like, when it comes out of, the, you know, the very expensive machines and all that. Like, it's different than when you have a K-cup or when you have something else like that. So, I mean, I don't love Starbucks. I don't really love any place. I'm just, it's the only place that's open at 5 in the morning. Right. So, I mean. Do I'm you not- go in or do you drive through? Um, I, I used to go in a lot when I worked at the, at the more, um. When I worked at iHeart, 620, just recently, I used to go in every day. Okay. Because uh, I knew the barista, and, you know, I'd have some good small talk with her. Right. Now, I just kind of hit the drive through because I have kind of a longer drive now, so um, I don't know why that means I can't get out of my car, but... No, I stay in the car now. I understand that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. You could look at anything and go, yeah, it's a shitload of money, but um, I Listen, mean- Listen, here's the thing. This is what we have to compare it to. If, if there's just something about maybe not even just the drink, but the experience- the small chat, the small talk with the barista, nah. the fact that you don't have to make it yourself, the fact that it's like, uh, it, it feels good to have like a cold latte. It's a nice latte, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if, the, if, In your hand. if it was steamed milk, it would be a latte. Mm, okay. So, oh, so just like iced coffee with oat milk. It's iced espresso, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I right. don't drink co- I don't drink coffee. I just drink espresso. I mean, that's that's it's the same thing. I, I mean, is it? Yeah, oh. yeah. Espresso is just the coffee is ground more fi- uh, finely when it's espresso, but it's it's the same bean. It's everything. I've looked this up because I'm a bit of a coffee snob myself. Yeah. You know, yes and no. I have horrible cheap coffee at home, but I do uh, you know appreciate a good you know hearty roasted bean. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean there was a. I mean I think there was one day um, this year <laughs> last year when I was uh, working at the sports station where I got. Got, like whipped cream in my thing and I was just like having one of those days I was like let's do it yeah and it was like as expensive as shit like eight bucks like okay Oof. you know I just go, if you add the whip on it or I you got a completely different fruit food I got a whole thing I let her talk right. something caught my eye early in the morning I was still probably stoned from last night yeah so something caught my eye but you no know, that's uh I don't that's I mean and that's it and I don't eat I don't eat breakfast I don't eat lunch like there's although you had a croissant today but you said that was that's an unusual occurrence yeah so normally I won't eat till like you know three or four so I mean you could you could look at what I spent on coffee and then go well there's no breakfast there's no lunch like so what are you saving on that either way you're gonna spend money whether you make it at home whether you go somewhere so. oh but I mean the the difference is astronomical right so like if I buy like a thing of coffee I spend about five fifty and it lasts me maybe th- th- three four months four months say Jeez. yeah and I don't have anything I, I just drink my coffee black there so then go. when you do the math there that's maybe three times a year I'm spending like 16 bucks a year on coffee yeah no you're where that's what you spend like less than a week so yeah, yeah you do it, it adds up but is I, all I'm saying I've also been doing mornings for about 17 years so yeah. I've been waking up at two three in the morning to mm-hmm. where I had to start, you know, originally taking stackers with ephedra because that's what the guys that I was working with were taking, which is now banned. I was take, I was drinking Red Bull. I was drinking Five Hour Energy. Mm. I was drinking all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, I kind of uh, built up a tolerance to a lot of things. Uh, and then coffee was actually the last thing I, I got into. So, really, when it, did you start drinking that? Because I was also late to the game as well. I didn't drink any coffee in college or anything. Um, I probably, I'd probably say around like thirty. Okay. I, I remember because I was working with Jade and I was just drinking straight espresso then and she she tried and she said it tasted like gasoline. Oh, can I can I bring up a story that's completely um not on the on the on the path we're on right now? Yeah. But okay, did I did I text you? No, I, I texted John Senning. So you know you used to work with a, a woman named uh, Nikki. 
Yes. Did you know that one of her videos went viral for all the wrong reasons? I do not know about the one that went viral, but I do have a, I kind of know what she's up to now. She is kind of like doing, um, what is she, is she working in radio? No, no, no. I didn't think so. So she was a producer. Um, she was a producer for us at 97X. She was a producer at Hot with me. I took her to Drew's show, and then she got a job producing in the Chicago. Right? Yeah, yeah. She Wait, got... let me ask you a few questions about her. What? Obviously, you, you liked her if you were kind of like kept bringing like bringing her on to whatever team you were currently working on, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, she was very. Um, Patronizing to me, I guess is a, is a kind word. Yeah, no, there's. I mean, there, she had her. You go ahead. No, I mean, this is. I mean, it's not a surprise. I mean, there's a lot of people that pulled me aside that you know said that she's a uh, you know acts a certain way towards people, and, and that's not anything. I you know I'm not mm-hmm. trying to defend that or anything. I just you worked well with her, so I mean, I just from being an executive producer, which is not what I do now, and having to supply you know all all the content and everything for a show, mm. like I need I need somebody that knows kind of how I work, and you know right. I had that with Danielle, and I've had that you know with John Senning, I had that with Nikki, so that's important to me, like an executive producer, associate producer relationship. So yeah, yeah that's why I kind of brought her along. I didn't think it was anything for being spectacular on the air, but here's what I'll here's I I don't know about the viral thing, but okay. I, I want to let people know. That a, she was a bigger girl. Um, I know she had the like the the last. She had bariatric surgery. Yeah, I can't she, remember which one. She had that. Um, she's. I don't know. I don't know Sleeve, if sleeve maybe. I don't know if it worked. I it didn't didn't it look. Did like work. It, it, it did work. It did because I remember I, when I first met her because I moved to Florida and started working at the Bone in 2016. And she was always talking about like how much weight she lost. And she was like very proud of it as she should have been, you know, and she would show me pictures of like what she used to look like. And then she lost a bunch of weight. She was kind of rude to me on several occasions. So I wasn't a big fan of hers, but whatever. Like she did her job. She did her job well. Everyone seemed to trust her. And she was very like a reliable employee. Right. And people were sad to see her go. Namely, you know, you and Drew. Um, and I know that's, I think when Seth got a permanent position, not sorry, Seth, uh, sorry, John got a permanent position. He went from promo John to, to the John setting. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I, I knew she moved to Chicago. I thought she got let go or the, the station dissolved after a year or something like that. They let the morning show go. Yikes. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to show you the viral video that I saw. And what's funny is no one sent it to me. It was just like, I was on the internet and I was on, I, f- I don't know if I was on like the, a YouTube short or maybe it was Instagram. I was getting into- Is there uh, audio? Do you have audio up there at all? Like, would you fi- be able to find it? Oh, yeah. It? I, could, oh. I, could, I could find it for you. No I problem. Mean, so, uh, what, if, it, you need the visual component, Oh, though. I'm sure. All right. So, let me, I will tell everybody what, so she was, she's a bigger girl. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to guess her weight. But what she did was, and I haven't talked to her in a while, I mean, but she did something good. She said she wasn't leaving Chicago. She wasn't coming back here. And she leaned into where she started doing a pod- podcast called Fat Girls. And uh, she- For I, real? She was, I did not know this. Yes. Yeah, she texted me because she was like, what, you know, what name should I go with? And I was like, well, you should probably just go with Fat Girls because- it's jarring. It gets people. Oh, hold on, but she gave you a few options. You weren't like, "Hey, I have a great idea." No, no, for- no. She texted me. This was like, you know, this was years ago. She oh, texted okay, me okay. and she's like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Just go with fat girls." I was like, "It's more biting." You know, people will be like, "Oh my god," you know. Yeah. So she did that. Uh, started finding. Uh, found a had a partner. Started getting these sponsors. Started throwing parties with some of the the bigger girls and all that. Then um, she was on uh, a TV show, like she was on a dating reality show for for bigger no girls. Yeah, and then she ended up. I guess now she does. 
she sets up these trips where her and the, the bigger women they go and travel all these spots around the world. She's like, like do a, retreats and yeah, she's like a, almost like a vacation guy. This is what my wife told me. So hmm. again, she's carved out like a niche again that I didn't even know existed. So good for her. Mm-hmm. Now, what went viral? I'm dying to know. Um, do you want me to just send you the video and you well, can watch? Yeah, I mean, but you know, can you describe it a little bit, you know, yeah. or no? No, I, I can't. So what it is is, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I was getting my phone no, out. No, it's all good. Uh, what happened was is I was just on the interwebs and I see this video and like for some reason, like her, her, I didn't know her that well. I didn't spend that much time with her, but I'm like, wow, that's like a familiar face. And then she started talking and I was like, that's kind of a familiar voice. And then when she kind of like, when the video proceeded to play, I was like, holy fucking shit. That's Nikki from the Drew Garabo show circa, you know, 2000 and what? 16, 17, whenever she was last there. Yeah. Basically it's her, uh, saying that she, it's a close up, right? You, you just see her face and she's got a very pretty face. Okay. And I don't just say that willy nilly about fat women because a lot of them don't have pretty faces, but she in fact does have a pretty face. Yes. And she doesn't really have a fat face. So it's like a close up of her face. She's talking about how she got stood up on a date or something like that. And she's like, it's a shame. And so she kind of like backs up a little and she goes, uh, my dress is from Delco. And my, I don't know. I don't know fashion. So she's like, it's really fashionable, whatever. And she backs up to show the camera the full outfit. And then there's this like sound effect that's like, wah, wah, wah. Because then it's, you know, it's initially she, you don't think she's heavy. And right. then she backs up and you're like, whoa, that's big bitch. And then she comes back in and she's like, well, you know, fuck him, his loss sort of a thing. So it was on some like uh, I don't want to say like alpha male um, like fuck generals kind of Instagram page because I feel like a like a people who would like Andrew Tate would kind of like this yeah. page is what I'm trying to say <laughs> okay. which I which I find interesting like I'm I'm pretty interested in the in the manosphere and the manosphere space I don't know if you're familiar with this with podcasts like the whatever podcasts or. Um, I mean, I'm Rolo not, Tomasi, who we we've had on the show before. No, I mean, I know about Joe Rogan and Andrew Tate. I mean, are they in the the manosphere? Or whatever. I wouldn't say Joe Rogan is in the manosphere. N- not really. Okay. Um, he's more just like in the uh, work hard, discipline, and self accountability space, which okay. I can appreciate. But he's but but people like Andrew Tate and Rolo Tomasi, and do you know who Justin Waller is? No, I've heard that name before. Yeah, he's um probably the best looking ginger i've ever seen but he has we were talking about skinny jeans today he's got big old thick muscular legs and he likes his jeans nice and tight but he's you know not a big fan of monogamy let's say okay uh let me let me find this video for you and send it your way can i ask you this yeah um so you said she backed up Shows her whole body. Mm-hmm. You see that she's a bigger girl. Right. You got the music that goes wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Now, what, how did that take off? I don't know. It's got a lot of a lot of views, and the fact that I just randomly saw it, like it wasn't on her Instagram, it was on some other fucking Instagram. But you, so. you th- and you said it went b- bad for all the wrong reasons. Well, meaning- I just sent it to you, so. All right, let me. Let you me- can kind of view it, and you let me know. Uh, what you think? All right, hold on. It's kind of like an anti-body positivity. Sorry, hold on. Let's see. Hold on, let me see. I was supposed to have a first date tonight, and he just unmatched me on Bumble. So I guess we're not going to get drinks anymore. But I thought I would show you guys my outfit, so somebody saw it because I know I'll get questions. My dress is from Eloquy, but I got it from Dianco. My jacket is from ASOS, and my boots are Topshop. 
It's a cute look. His loss. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. Again, it was more just fact that it was like totally random yeah, and yeah. had like hundreds of thousands of views, and I just happened to stumble upon it. You know what, though, I can relate to that, Anna, and it similarly, it, I when I started interning at 97X in 2001, it was with, it was boy and girl intern. They, they just called their interns boy and girl yeah, because they were going to so interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, or not interchangeable. Um, fast turnover. Yeah, pretty interchangeable though. Like, hey, we'll bring yeah. the next boy. In. We don't have to change their name. Audience doesn't have to be yeah. used to it. All that stuff and. Um, there was a girl that I worked with, and she was, you know, she got fired um, for kind of being a groupie at one of our concerts and stuff. And um, I'll just say a few years later, I, she was on a Brett Michaels show. Her name is Brandy C. And I saw her in a fucking porn. I no saw, way. I saw a girl that I worked with for a couple of years and that I was friends with doing porn. And I was. How did you stumble across that video? Well, I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, come on, let's be honest. You okay. know, surf whatever was whatever the websites were that were around. Yeah, that but it's then. not like you were searching for her; it just no. happened to pop yes. up for you. Yeah, I don't. Again, it was just Woo. one of those. I always kind of go to the most viewed and see, and I go, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I, I didn't. I just, I called her immediately. I don't know. You why. did. Yeah. That was your instinct was to be like, dude. Well, if it's is not, this you? I mean, Anna, it wasn't a hidden video, so it wasn't like she's in porn and it's a secret. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I did w- you not play that out to where that could be a potentially awkward conversation? I will be 100% honest. I think everything out in my life to the point where, you know, I'm on a lot of different medications. Yeah. This was just instant reaction. I go, I got to call her. I understand. And, I've done that before. And she, did, and she didn't answer at all. And, you know, I ended up talking to her and, and it was something that she ended up, she did like three and she ended up regretting it all. It, was, it was a horrible thing. And, you you could watch it and you know tell that she, she's hating her life but you know i was just it, that was that moment for me where i was like holy shit somebody i know has made it pretty you're like pretty cool i knew that girl then you're showing all your buddies yeah. like hey i do i worked with this bitch yeah i was like that's uh that's brandy c so i mean yeah so you know a couple of girls that i've worked with on radio have gone viral and i'm glad that you found that Interesting. <laughs> I, found, I found another one what do you what do you think of like the um let's just say the body positivity movement as a whole uh, i don't think it's going very well <laughs> i mean for whom i guess you would i would ask like do you think that it is here's the thing like i i feel like it has good intentions but also i feel like it got a little carried away and, and tell me what you mean by like the the body positivity thing so like it's mostly with women if not exclusively with women where like like Nikki, for example, instead of saying, listen, I've tried to lose weight. I had the gastric bypass, whatever she had, and um, trying to lose the weight and diet culture and all that shit and the exercise. She goes, fuck that. I'm fat. I'm going to just own it, embrace it, wear it and talk about it and just be it and not try to change myself to um, I think that's where she's to at. fit into society's expectations. Yeah. I get that. Right. So I'm like, do you think that that is like a good thing? Do you think that that is a bad thing? Do you think that it deserves some nuance? I, You know what? I I, I can only come from a place, Anna, where I am right now, which yeah. is where when I feel like we've talked about this, you know, a couple of times, but yeah. uh, I've, you know, clearly put on weight and it's something that's pointed out probably every day. Right. But, but okay. Yeah. But, maybe you put on some weight, but you're not obese. But, like know, you're but, not morbidly overweight. Right, but here's, but here's the thing, honestly, but you're, but what I'm reading every day is like Seth ate Seth. He's fat, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm going, 
it's just it's interesting to me that when you see and I get it that we're here for you to comment on what we say and how we look like I sure. I get that but to me I'm going like these are these are dudes that are taking time out of their day to leave a comment on some content that we're doing but like are taking time to comment on my appearance and I've seen it now I don't know 20 30 times online and I've heard it on the show and I'm just start to go like are people telling me something or is this like joshing around or they trying to make me lose weight or they trying to make me feel like shit? Like, I don't, I don't know the motives behind it at all. So the motive is is certainly to make you feel bad about yourself. That's the goal. So in order to, to deprive them of their happiness, you have to just ignore it. You can't respond to it. Now, listen, I, I give that advice pretty readily. Do I always follow it for myself? No, Sometimes things do get under my skin and I, I turn into, you know, like Red Rocket, like Alex Stein, and I just go off. It's been a while since that happened. That's oftentimes why I collapse chat, why I don't necessarily read all the comments on Instagram if I'm pictured in one of them or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, there's no there's you know? no reason to. I mean, I try to, I have read a lot of stuff, um, you know, mostly mostly about the content that we do, mostly since I've been back. And I, again, the, the positives out far outweigh the negatives, but I have just never heard something so often about myself as I've heard that I'm fat. And it's uh, and again, it's just like, is it to the point where like, it's I'm so gross, I'm bothering people? Like, <laughs> I, I just, You're not. Again, so when you talk about like body positivity and stuff, like I, it's hard for me to even think about right now because there's dudes out there that want to make other dudes feel like shit. So when you talk about if there's other dudes or other women that are going to make women feel like shit for, you know, this whole body positivity thing, then I, I'd imagine it, it's it's an issue that probably isn't going to get corrected anytime soon because we're just all dumb animals that we just see somebody and like, oh, they're bigger. Okay, you're fat. That's it. Right. But you also have to understand that you, me, and, and people who actively put themselves online, I don't want to say that they're inviting people to comment on stuff, but they know that that's what's going to happen and they just kind of have to accept that that's kind of part of the deal like if you were so insecure about yourself or if fat women were so insecure about themselves like they wouldn't be posting pictures of themselves in bikinis forcing people to not forcing people to look at it but people come across it and obviously they're going to feel some type of way about it same as if you're super fucking hot and you're Giselle Bündchen from 1999 you know if the internet existed back then she'd want to post pictures of herself online and and people were like wow that's a that's a beautiful woman fantastic Can, wonderful you know what Anna it do, go go look at a hot girl's Instagram today hot big large whatever it doesn't matter there's all a bunch of people that are talking shit whether of course. It's, whether it's hey you're a fake bitch whether it's whatever you're a man or whatever. Yeah. I understand that, yeah. but but also, I mean, there's an overwhelming amount of hate for people who are not con- conventionally beautiful. Yes. So, yes. you know, they, they certainly deal with a lot more stuff, whereas the people that are, you know, it seems so more so that, like, when people are talking shit on someone who's actually hot, it's like, okay, you're jealous. But when you see people talking about people who are fat, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're jealous, but they're, they are trying to make you feel bad. For whatever reason, because well, they yeah. hate themselves. Well, obviously, yeah, well, that—that's the thing. Is what's the reason? But I, I guess we don't know because we're spe- you know speaking about people that you know we don't know. Yeah, anything no one. About, so. Well, no one who's ha- here's the thing. No one who's happy with themselves is writing negative comments on on people's profiles online. That's just that doesn't exist. If you're if you're happy with yourself, and again, not having like a political debate about Israel and Palestine. I mean, if you're attacking someone's looks. Something's wrong with you online that you are getting some sort of sick satisfaction 
out of taking time out of your day to make someone feel worse about themselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen things, plenty of things online where I will make audible comments like, wow, that's fucking gross. Wow, if I ever look like that, please just harpoon me in my sleep. But I would never actually go out of my way to write something to make someone feel bad about themselves because I just I don't I don't think that that's a nice thing to do. No, you're I mean it's you're acting you know? you're acting like a rational human being. But yeah. you know, look this this whole body shaming thing or whatever it's not it's never going to end. We could talk about it. Women could get smaller. Women could get bigger. Like I, I'm just going to tell you, it's one of those things that's never going to go away. It's going to start when kids are in school. They're going to get teased. I mean, fat people are... This is something I don't know who said this a long time ago, but fat people are, are some of the most discriminated people. Absolutely, uh, against like in the well, country. Well, I would say fat and ugly. Like, and not saying that those two things are the same, yeah. but oftentimes, yeah, there's no one who's discriminated against more than like an ugly fat person. Let's say, yeah, that yeah. person is fucking discriminated against. So right. you know, you can talk about white privilege, black privilege, whatever. There's certainly, without a doubt, pretty privilege. I would like without to. A doubt. I would like to see a scenario if it exists where. You know, if there are larger women trying to get jobs, that they're not kept out of these jobs because they're big, unless it's some sort of you know firefighter position, right? Or they're professional basketball player right. or something like that. I don't want to see. I don't want to see any women held back because of their weight. And a lot of people will go, "Well, if you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of this job?" I don't know. I guess that's a valid question if you're one of those people, <laughs> but. You know, right now, I, I mean, I don't know, Anna. It's just I, I feel like I'm in a weird spot to answer that question. Because um, I'm, I'm in. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint mobile for details achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door treatment costs thousands less than braces plus they offer flexible financing accept eligible insurance and you can pay with your hsa fsa Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
I'm in a place that I've never yeah, been you're before. You're not again. Like I'm, I'm talking about people who are are much, much less healthy than you, and who have. Here's the thing, though, Seth is like you're at least you could at least say, okay, I don't look my best, and I'm trying to make improvements. That's completely antithetical to the whole body positivity movement, which is you don't need to change. You don't need to evolve. You don't need to become better. You don't need to become healthier. You need to just stay exactly how the fuck you are. And if you decide to change, if you try to make yourself more healthy or more appealing to the masses, then you're a fucking sellout. That's where I have an issue okay. with Okay, yeah, I'm with you on you that. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I here's the thing. I know, I mean, we, we live in America. There's plenty of heavy people. I've been friends with plenty of people who are obese, who struggle with their weight, whatever. At no point do I ever think that it is necessary or a good idea to fucking hate yourself for whatever reason, When it, at least when it comes to the way that you look. If you are a murderer, like, yeah, whatever. Yes. But the way that you look, I never, ever think it's beneficial to fucking hate who you are or what you look like. You know, that, but that also doesn't mean, in the same breath, that doesn't mean that you go, I'm perfect and I don't need to change. I definitely think that it's beneficial to go, listen, I love myself, I'm worthy, I'm valuable, I don't look great, I'm not very healthy, I need to make some changes in my life. I think that's perfectly fine, but the the body positivity movement has swung so far in the other direction that people are just saying, listen, stop trying to change. You're perfect the way that you are. And and listen, if if it was just kind of like a fashion thing, fine, but it isn't healthy to be 100 pounds overweight. Uh, I'm not going to start walking around life going, you're perfect the way you are, but here's the thing too, on. It's the people that are big. They know they're big. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like skinny people or in shape people are like, oh man, this person's fat. They must have no fucking idea. No, the the people know that they're, the people <laughs> they know know, that they're they big. Know. So whether they're comfortable with it, whether it's something they're working on, no matter what it is, like they are aware that they're big. You know, nobody has to tell them or have that conversation. It's up to them on how they want to handle it. If they are a bop, if they're like, hey, I'm gonna fucking live my life and be fat, that's fine. You know, that's not. How I want to be. I don't want to put on any more weight. Like, I want to be as healthy as I can be. Like, I want to work on myself, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you've been that way since I've known you. Like, you, you, you like the plant based, uh, uh, milks. It seems, it seems like you, you know, you have, uh, a, a congenital heart situation in your family. So you're trying to take precautions there. And you know, you don't eat red meat, right? No, I'm on statins, though. Oh, so, yeah. for cholesterol. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They put me on statin after my brother had a heart attack at 26. Is that the one that just had the baby? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I'm I'm fine. It was better, you know, my brother and better to, you know, have things uh, what is it uh to prevent than to yeah, deal with it precautionary. After, yeah, than yeah. to deal with it once once there is a problem. Absolutely. So, I mean, you're doing all the right things. So, Oh yeah. It's don't be don't be too hard on yourself and again, it's more of like the not hearing comments at all to hearing them every day multiple times that can fuck with you. But let me just tell you, you you fucking get used to it. It hurts less after <laughs> after time goes by and you know you hear the same thing day after day after day. The the bite goes away. You become desensitized to the hate. Well, I mean, with what Bubba said yesterday is that you're here to stay. I mean, and I I know he joked about you not really like even listening to what he said, but I mean, there's gotta you gotta feel. I mean, do you feel comfortable here? Yeah. Remember, do you feel like it could like this could all end at any second? Uh, what What do you mean? Like, I thought we were talking about people making fun of my appearance. Now we're talking about job security. No, no, no. Well, I thought that's what we were mm-hmm. kind of talking about. Is just hearing. All, I didn't know we were specifically talking about your looks. I just thought we were talking about things that people say about you on the show. 
Oh, like the like cast it, members, or you're saying like people in chat? No, no, I'm saying like people. I'm saying people in chat. When you're oh. saying when you say that you become desensitized to things that people were saying about you, I didn't know that you were just specifically talking about looks. Oh yeah, no, I was mostly talking about like looks. Okay, that's usually what people go for. I guess w- with men and women, but especially with women, if they're trying to make you feel bad about yourself, they usually make fun of the way that you look. Which is uh, interesting <laughs> for a, a man to do that is kind of fascinating to me. But you know, there's different kinds of guys out yeah, there. Yeah, that is bizarre. Are, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. But you know, there's uh, different all different kinds make up the army. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like it's mostly linked to like I've said something that somehow indirectly offended them. Like maybe I did make fun of a fat person, or I said like, oh, you know, people from this part of the country are fucking dumb inbred white triz. You know, said something like that that triggered them, and then they're like, oh yeah, well fuck you, you fucking Jew bag, like whatever. Okay. You know, I've, I mean, I've, I've heard it all, the toothy, the nose, everything. And yeah, of course, I never like liked to read it, but after a while, you're just like, there's only so many times you can tell me something, and for me to be like shocked and upset by it, you know, I just don't. And much like you, I'm like, how, how fucking sad that this person is taking time out of their day to like try to hurt my feelings. So the last thing I'm going to do is give them satisfaction that's of the, That's the whole thing and I'll tell you what this whole thing you've been hearing this, you know, your whole life or as yeah. long as you've been in entertainment. It's like, "Oh, you know, people are talking about you, you're doing a good thing." And you know, I don't believe that shit at all. Like really? if pe- uh, no, if people are fucking talking saying horrible things about you trying to make you feel like shit, I feel like you should be paying more attention to what the person where they're coming from, and not so much what you're doing to trigger them. I want to know where that person is coming from, what's on their mind, that they feel like they need to do but that kind of thing. But you already know. I, mean, I you, don't. You know they're not in a good place. No one in a good place is writing mean things I, about but, other people. You know, I know this, is, this is like, you know, <clears> but I'm not going to go with the general, like, oh, hurt people, try to hurt people. Like, I don't I mean, know. But that's true. I don't know what, I don't, every single person who posts a shit comment, I don't think is... Like I don't, I don't even know if people think sometimes when they leave. Maybe they think no one's gonna see it. Maybe they're trying to entertain themselves. Like I don't know the science behind it. But when people just go, "Oh, hey, people are talking about you. That's a good thing." Ah, uh, I'm always kind of on the fence about that one. No, I, I think I, I agree with that. I think the last thing you want to be is forgettable when you're trying to be in entertainment, right? And and people who don't really, whether it's really good or really bad, I think that that's really good for business. Typically, if people are just talking about you, you polarize people in some way where you're just really likable or you're really hateable um i've i've seemed to really occupy the the second part of that which is cool but you know not that it it makes you a stronger person but it takes more to ruffle your feathers and boy have i realized that because people would people will come up to me without you know knowing i'm in radio or the shit i have to deal with with chatter or whatever and they'll say something really benign to me and they're like, I'm not trying to offend you, but like, da-da. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, do you know what I deal with on a daily basis? Like, you're fine. Like, please give me a critique of whatever, you know. So, wait, wait, how, what is this? Who approached you with trying to... Trying to think of like something, like, yeah, I'm well, trying to think of like an example of something that someone said. Oh, like they weren't even specifically talking to me, but they maybe have made a comment about like gender like women typically are this or something and it, and they're just like I'm really like I hope you don't take offense but like women are typically like more emotional or something really benign and I'm like are you fucking kidding me you think that's gonna offend me you know sort of a thing so um I, no I, I I'm, I'm with you I understand yeah it's uh I am not offended by anything that I've read since I've come back outside of the uh, the fat stuff makes me stop and think, but 
uh, the other <laughs> things that are like uh, why Seth on the show he sucks tell him to shut up all this other th- like it's this is the this is the worst he's ruined the show's chemistry like I've seen all that stuff so it seems like and I have noticed because uh, obviously I'm on the Instagram for it sometimes you you comment on it fuck yeah I do does that make like what but like why because it because it drives up impressions it drives up okay. the analytics like if I'm engaging i mean go look at the, go look at the last short that they did with me talk with me talking about the black national anthem it's yeah. got more views than almost dancing in the national anthem and it's because if you don't engage with people like you're nobody's gonna watch your videos so if i find four or five people that you know are talking shit i'll go say something to one person and then you know a bunch of people will either chime in or i see i see the person will come back so i do it to get to get any content that i'm in i do it to pump myself up Okay, I wasn't sure if you were doing that because you felt the need to like defend yourself or something. No, I don't give a fuck. Oh, like, okay, most okay. of my stuff, most of my stuff, I don't, I don't argue with people online at all. Most of my stuff is just getting a comment off, and then I'd like for them to come back. And you know, there was one guy yesterday in the Instagram video that had five comments about me. Like, there's no that guy's coming back every five minutes looking to see if I'm replying. Absolutely, all that's doing is adding to the video analytics, and they're going, "Oh my god!" Every time he puts Seth in a fucking Instagram video, gets ten thousand views. So that's the kind of work that I like to do to. Try to you know improve my uh, my equity you know at the yeah. at the BRN absolutely again it's all about being a polarizing character one way or the other and I feel like me and Lemmy kind of occupy the extremes on that of spectrum where Lummy is like the most lovable yeah. character like can do no wrong in the eyes of the Bubba Army like always tries really hard is very friendly doesn't really say anything to piss anybody off. Um, where I am the opposite. I am the nemesis to that. Um, there's just, there's, it's, it, I, where I just I, can't help myself. We you just, everybody gets caught up in comparing everybody and, you know, me versus you or, you know, me versus Dan or Dan versus Babyface. And mm-hmm. everybody's different. And it's just, that's what makes the show work. I mean, it's great if you like more, one, you know, somebody else than, you know, another person. That's great. But it's all driven by Bubba. It's, it's how Bubba wants the show. Sure. And I think that, you know, if I was listening to Bubba for all these years, I would just trust him. So, yep. I agree. So that's right. So that's that's my thing on it. I don't, you know, I've seen Bubba kind of go back and, you know, talk to people on Facebook and all, and some from time to time, but I'm trying to drive up interaction and all that. So mm. I'll go comment on Instagram on my own profile and then I'm I've been doing a lot of tweeting lately. Okay. So I've been replying to a lot of people and all that. Even somebody yesterday it's like I'm never listening again cuz you're having Roger Stone on. So, I mean, like, I have no problem, you know, I try to write them back in the voice of Bubba, but, you know, you have to, you got to reply, like, you got, you got to keep things churning, so. Okay. That's, that's, that's a big part of the reason why I re- actually respond to people. I got you. That makes all the sense. Uh, one last thing before we, we do head out. Is it time to go? Dude, it's like 1130. Holy six. shit, man. You know, time flies when you're talking about fatties, I guess. <laughs> I feel like we didn't even start there. I know. I know. We were so, oh, you were yelling at me about coffee, and then we talked about Nikki going viral. Yeah, and yeah. Here we something, are. So, yeah, something uh, triggered that, and I was like, holy shit. I, I wonder if Seth... But you had not seen that video prior to me sending it to you, I right? had not. Can I just say one... Can I, sure. Can I close out the coffee conversation? Because I've heard it from you know everybody before. Sure, sure. I'll say this. I would like to get into a spot where... We don't have to talk about whether I make my coffee at home or whether I get it at Starbucks for three dollars. It doesn't affect my my money. Like I'm that's s- your goal. You mean my goal is to get to the point where you're not sitting here going like, should I get rid of Hulu or Netflix? Like where you're trying to go, like you know, where you're trying to save seven or eight bucks a month. Like you're trying to figure that out because that's gonna like put you over the top or something. My job is to try to make sure that 
I have enough money to where we don't even have to have these discussions at all. Not fuck you, money. No, no, no. I, I, I know. You know, but, but just money where we're like, you know, shit, where I wasn't, you know, up all night waiting for the direct deposit to go into, you know, to make sure that, you know, I had some money, you know, for the bills and, you know, for the next for few the days. For the Starbucks. Yeah. But the only reason why I bring that up is because, you know, not to... Not that you're, you talk about money a lot and you talk about living paycheck to paycheck. So it's odd for me that you would spend like that much money at Starbucks when you could easily make coffee at home for cheaper. Yeah, it just doesn't. If you weren't talking, if you weren't talking about how stressed you were about money, obviously nobody would be talking about money you're spending at Starbucks because it wouldn't be, it would be a non-issue. How often am I talking about money? Just we talk about know. it a lot. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. No, I just didn't, I didn't know like uh, as far as like off the air or on the air. I just don't, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to. Well, on I'm the air, to... mostly. Oh, okay. You know, I, I'm not really off the air. I haven't heard you say anything off the air about it at all. Not that we talk all that much off the air, but. I just didn't know if there was, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think if like, I, I don't know if I bring it up out of nowhere, if it just comes up in conversation through talking with Bubba Well, Bubba often makes comments about like, oh, don't worry, Seth, like you'll get paid for that extra half hour, you yeah. know, sort of thing. And, and then you, you know, we laugh about it and then you talk about you were up at, you know, 4 a.m. waiting for it to go through. So, I mean, like, it's just a, it's a, it's a constant theme that gets brought up either by you or by Bubba typically or by the rest of us. So when that's getting brought up a lot and you're like, I live paycheck to paycheck and money is tight. And then I see the Starbucks every day. I'm like, well, that to me, in my mind, my Jewish little peanut head, I'm like, that would be an expense that you could obliterate and wouldn't have to worry about if you made your coffee at home and, and you could you could save a pretty penny. Could so, be. It could be. Yeah. But last thing, and we were actually supposed to talk about this on the main show as it was the title of the of the YouTube clip or <clears throat> the YouTube video. Is the the minors it being ba- social media being banned for minors under the age of sixteen? What I just I'm curious because I am not a parent, and everyone likes to let me know that when I ask questions or make judgments about parenting, and which I find <laughs> to be very odd because somehow having a child makes you qualified to be a parent. That's what it seems to be, right? So it's like I can't say anything. I'm not a parent, but if I were to fucking have a child, you know. Out of wedlock at 16, all of a sudden now I'm fucking qualified to make judgments on yes. how to raise a child, which seems to be odd. Yes, teen moms, you know I mean? uh, teen moms are more qualified to speak on this than you uh, are. Right, which, which is bizarre to me. So it's like the only qualification to speak on uh, issues regarding children is to just have one yourself. That seems a little bit insane, but nevertheless. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, I know you are not. I, yeah. I'm not accusing you yeah. of this. I'm just saying... People in in the past have said things to me about that. And they're like, how can you even speak? And I'm like, well, how can you even speak fucking Dan Jones or whatever the fuck your name is when you're telling me about abortion and this and that? To me, I think men should have an opinion on abortion and women should have an opinion on circumcising men and whatever. Like you're allowed if you're a person with a thinking brain and a working brain. I don't see why you can't have an opinion on everything. Oh, but, shit. I got to find out about my cousin or my son, my nephew getting circumcised. I got to see oh, when that's yeah, all going when down. When the bris is going down. Oh, that God. is going to be uh, a gruesome experience for all of those that witness it. I so. haven't been to one in a long time. I've never man. been to a bris, actually. I don't think I would go. Oh, it, Anna, you would love it, though, because no. they put out like a, like a Publix like, sub tray. You know, they put it. It's, it's, it's like fucking. A, it's like a yeah. spread. It's like, you know, when, like, uh, you know, like when Jews sit Shiva after somebody dies and they all get together and, you know, they'll have a bunch of food and they don't really leave the house for, you know, a couple of days and stuff. Yeah. Have you done that like, before? Like an extended wake? No, I haven't. You haven't done that? You uh-uh. haven't done shit at all? Uh-uh. Uh, I did it, when, did it when my grandfather died, but it's like, you know, you, you don't leave the house or anything and just people like, uh, you know. They, Come in and out. And- yeah, they bring you a bunch of food and everything like that. So, I don't know. That's kind of, it seems like it's like that to me. Yeah. Um. No, nah, I don't, I, I wouldn't, it would not attend a bris. And we can get into circumcision in a, a different day, but I wanted to know, you know, you, you do have a, a child. She's six, right? Yeah. 
what is your plan of action? I don't know if you talked about it yet with, with your wife, but regarding like getting her a phone and I assume once she gets a phone, then she'll probably find her way on social media. Like how do you how do you plan on navigating that, especially when a lot of her peers are maybe have parents who don't care and they're just like, Man, you can have a phone once you turn seven. Who gives a fuck? Well, um, what's a, the plan? I think specifically for me, and I think, you know, a, maybe you know some of this stuff about me, maybe not, but you know that I've had a lot of social media jobs. Yeah. I'm f- fairly savvy with what's going on. I don't feel like I'm going to be one of those parents that gets left in the dark about like, oh, what's this new app that kids are on or what's this shit? Yeah. I'm going to be, no matter what it is, no matter when the time, I don't know when my daughter's going to be on social media. I got enough, you know, I got it dealing with the YouTube shit I'm dealing with, you know, right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to handle that. She wants to make, you know, YouTube videos and everything like of that. Course. So I don't know where I'm going to come out on that at all, but... um. Shit, what was I saying? Oh, fuck. I was about, uh, was it about social media? Or yes. Was it about, um, for social media, I will be all over her phone. Okay. With whether she knows about it, whether I'm monitoring it through an app, whether I'm going to grab it, you know, when she's not around. Right. I'm going to heavily monitor everything she's into. And I'll tell you what, Anna. Yeah. I found out last night my daughter has four fucking boyfriends, okay? So let Whoa. me tell you, while Ron DeSantis is <laughs> while Ron DeSantis is pulling books out of fucking school, he is not teaching anybody about monogamy and my daughter thinks it's okay to have four boyfriends, okay? You know what I told her? Ladies is pimps too. You know what I told her? I go, you, I go, you break up with them immediately tomorrow and you tell them that your dad said that you're breaking up. But she's like, well, you know, I don't really even talk to them and all this. I go, I don't give a fuck. Whatever arrangement you have with them, it is over. How did you find out about this? I'm imagining through your wife. Well, she has other. Is she bragging about no, it. No, her, her, she has other. Uh, she has friends at school that have boyfriends and stuff. You know, boyfriends, whatever. She's in first grade, dude. I fucking. I I don't know. Maybe I was just fucking ugly growing up or whatever. But I was. I, I didn't have any boyfriends. I didn't have any girlfriends. I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 27. I didn't have shit. Like yeah, exactly. I didn't have it either. Anna. Liz, <laughs> I didn't have a girlfriend until Phoebe. She was my first girlfriend. For real? Like, okay, yes. I feel better. I didn't have. I didn't have any of that shit. So, All right. Yeah. So she's like, oh yeah, I got four boyfriends friends and I go this is this is coming to an end so I'm already trying to be proactive and on top of stuff even mm-hmm. though it's probably nothing more than they just talk to each other so maybe they let think- me ask you this though because I, I don't know when I was growing up and we're rough what you're uh, I think you're five or six years older than me but when I was growing up fucking boys had cooties Yes. Till I was like in high school. So I don't understand where it's like you're six and you have an interest in boys. That's my that's kind of my problem. Boys were disgusting when yes. I was her age. That, and that's kind of where I want to redirect her. Okay. So I don't know what it is. Like again, I don't know what they consider boyfriend and girlfriend and all this stuff. Right. I have no fucking idea. But she didn't deny it, it sounds because if someone were like, Are you and is this your boyfriend? I'd be like Absolutely not. Anna, I looked at her because I can tell because she's me uh-huh. and I could tell. I was you guys like, do look very similar. I just go, do you have a boyfriend? And she just look, gave me like that look where she didn't say anything. I yeah. Go, oh, she's like, I got four, bitch. I, go, <laughs> I go, who? And she starts listing names and I looked at Phoebe. I was like, get the fuck on this, man. Yeah. Like she's laughing. I was like, please, immediately, we are not talking to these boys any longer. Right. Well, I don't care that you like Mackie. Fuck Mackie. Get him out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. that's a, So as far as social media goes, I don't know what the right age is. Everybody's different. Uh, these sites are, you know, Probably between now and, 
you know, 10 years from now, probably another one or two very, very popular ones will pop up that, you know, the kids will be on. And you'll be on it. Yeah. I mean, on it in terms of like, know what's what's going on yeah, I regarding mean, it. I mean, sure as fuck, my daughter's not going to be posting bikini pictures when she's 15 on Instagram, okay? Like, okay, let's good. just Let's be honest about that. I mean, if that stuff happens, I mean, it's get, getting ripped down immediately. So I'm, I'm just, I don't... Means you're a good dad. My, she may know some party words, but she ain't going to be a whore online, right. and that's and, all that matters. And I, you know, I'm just I, because I grew up in the I'm like fuck whatever, man. Like MySpace came out when I was 18 or 19. Like yeah. I've been around social media for a long ass fucking time for all of it. Mm-hmm. Back when you needed to still be in college to be on Facebook. So Ugh, those I, are the good old days. I, I know what I know what's for. My aunt Barbara <laughs> got on it. Fucking ruined it. I feel like that was the one thing that parents really stayed away from. Like older people, I don't feel like they ever really got into MySpace. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, and they didn't get into anything but Facebook. Facebook. Oh, you're talking about when your aunt got on Facebook. Yes. When you said it was only for you to have a college email. I thought you meant MySpace for a second. No, 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 no. I mean, I I never even had a, I think someone made me a MySpace, but I never went on it. It didn't really click. But as soon as I got to college and I went to college in 05, I I remember seeing it for the first time and hearing about it. And I just thought like, how absolutely Stupid. narcissistic. <laughs> no, to me it was like, how narcissistic it, is it of you to have like this online profile where you just post pictures of yourself? Like it was blasphemy to me that you would just be so braggadocious to be like, here's me doing this. Here's me in a bathing suit. Here's me, 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 me. Like I just thought that that was outrageous. But the only reason why I got it was because there was this guy, of course, and his name was Navid. And there was a there was a time, Seth, for many, many years, maybe even a decade, where I was very, very, very into exclusively almost uh, Middle Eastern men. Yes. Loved it. I loved it. His name was Navid Karbasyun. Okay. And I met him at orientation for college. And there were probably like, I don't know, fucking 18, 20,000 kids in my class, graduating class of 09. But he made you feel like you were the only one? Well, here's the thing is I I saw him during orientation and I was like, okay. And I was like, wow, that guy is like very attractive. Like he looked like Aladdin from the, you know. Oh yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin was smoking hot. Yeah, very, very handsome man. And I just remember thinking like, all right, we just had this little orientation together. I'm never gonna fucking see this guy again. Um, well, I, I moved to the dorms three months later in, uh, we called it the fuck towers. It was called Francisco Torres, two giant towers filled with, you know, college freshmen and motherfucker lived like right beneath me, you know, and I would, I would see him around and naughty. Dude, it was, I don't think I've ever crushed that hard on someone in my life. I remember the first time I saw him in the dining commons, like after I had seen him three months prior at the orientation. And we ran into each other, and Seth, I almost threw up, like you, almost. Like, it was, I ran into him with my, I almost dropped my tray of food, and my heart immediately went straight into my stomach. I felt like I was going to get sick, and I probably came across like a total bitch, because I was just like, uh, uh, like, I like just wanted to get away from him, because I was so embarrassed and flustered. Um, he ended up being my first kiss. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it all worked. <laughs> and that you got on there because he was on MySpace. You said he was on Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay. And I thought the, uh, a way for me to connect with him would be to get on Facebook. So what I did was I th- I saw the Facebook. I thought it was fucking stupid. Then everyone was like, on it. Everyone is on Facebook. You gotta get one. That's where the people are. That's where you find out about the parties and the this and that. I go, all right. So I didn't want to just create one and add him right away that would be you know obvious what my intentions were so i had to 
collect like 50 to 100 friends. Of course. And then add him so that I could kind of keep tabs on, you know, who he was hanging out with, where he was going to be, and, you know, trying to run into him more than than I already was. How did you, uh, did you, I mean, did you ask him out? No, no. Actually, my, my best, one of my best friends whose wedding I went to in September, she lives in Denver now, she lived on his floor. We lived on separate floors. And the fuck towers? And the fuck towers, yeah. I lived on first floor north, and she and Navid lived on first floor south. So the opposite towers, same floor though. Okay. So I met her. She was she's a Jew like me. She was a vegetarian like me. We vibed. We're, she's from L.A. I'm from San Diego. We just fucking vibed. Um, we would we would often uh, meet each other in like the the not the playroom. What do you call it? The, oh, like the rec hall. Or yeah, something? yeah, where the ping pong was and shit. Yeah, and we game would room, just yeah. yeah, we would just be drunk and singing Jewish prayers. Like I'm like, oh, do you want to sing the Kaddish? And she's like, yeah. And we would just fucking get drunk and like <laughs> sing Jewish prayers like the fucking little weirdos that we were. That was that's a great way to probably keep guys away from uh, yeah, sexually assaulting yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah, it was great. It was it was it was fun. These time. are not the fuck towers I want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were called the fuck towers for real. So um. I found out that her and Navid lived on the same floor, just doors away from each other. So I was constantly trying to hang out on her floor with just hoping that I would get a glimpse of this guy. So, um, you know, she's she's a good fucking wing person and she coordinated like there was some sort of party or, you know, pre-drink situation and she got me like into his room somehow, like collectively. Oh, like there's a bunch of people. Oh, this is my friend Anna, and I was like, oh hi, fucking to be. I was freaking the fuck out. I was really, really nervous. And I think that I was in his room, and he, and then everybody left, and she like made it that way because again, she's just a fucking. She's a G. She like helped me out. Everybody leaves, and I kind of remain in there. And he, I think he was like. He he was like trying to like make out or something, and I I wouldn't let him do it. I'm oh like I don't want. God, I'm like know. you're just drunk, dude. What like the you fuck. I'm like you're drunk. You like you don't even it. really like me. I wanted him to like you wanted really that, like me. You want a Middle Eastern guy? I know. <laughs> oh, I didn't have sex till many 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 know, years later. Like, this was I hadn't even held a guy's hand at this point, Seth. I was very much a late bloomer. So what? He was trying to get, he was trying to do a little kissing and you yeah. Bet. I said I said no because I I was I didn't want my first kiss to be with some fucking drunken guy who doesn't remember it the next day that would make me feel like shit about myself so i said how about this i will give you my phone number you can call me tomorrow it was the day the next day was when everybody left for thanksgiving okay so i'm like here's my number i think i fucking wrote it on his hand Mm. i'm like you can call me or text me tomorrow and we can meet up Thinking that he was like not gonna remember, he'd wash the number off. Like, so I tried to make it difficult because I wanted to see if he actually was gonna try to pursue me. So I write the number down and I leave. And the motherfucker the next day calls me like, "Hey, where you at? I want to say goodbye." And dude, I almost fucking shit my pants. I was like, "Oh no, what do I do now? I don't know how to kiss people." So the, we coordinated. I had like a class. I said, uh, you know, my ride's coming at X time, 2 p.m., whatever. It's going to drive me to San Diego to go home. I'm in Santa Barbara. It's about four hours north. And he fucking, he came out. He like was sober. He came to my room. And I don't think he, I don't think he brought me anything. I don't think he got me flowers or anything. But he came into the room and then was like trying to, to Mac. And so I like went along with it and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was listening to fucking ELO, electric, uh, what is it called? Evil Woman. Is that the song? It's okay. Evil Woman. 
that was fucking playing oh, on my goddamn boombox. And like we kiss and dude, I was over the fucking moon. I was over the absolute fucking moon. Yeah. So yeah. I know. I, I, it, I, it fell apart shortly after that, but it always does. Nevertheless, that was it was a very good first kiss experience. At eighteen, that's pretty late for a first kiss. Yeah. Um no, mine was at eighteen also. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I mean honestly, I mean listen, you're not you're not gonna be able to say much on this show where I'm not right around or yeah, you know, that's true. right in front of where you have these monumental, you know, sex sex exploits. I know, but but, but then you, I get desensitized because you know, you hear people like Bubba talking about like, oh, she was rubbing my quarter eyes when I was in the fourth grade. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, there, I mean, there's, you know, I got, I'll tell you a story about this girl that I went to the JCC with in Orlando, Lizzie, and I'll tell you what she did when we were at, we were at after school care. Okay. I'll tell you that next week. That'll okay. Be, that'll be a good tease. We'll save it for then, but, um, shit, I'm going to, it's going to be my birthday next week when we do this, right? Yes. Okay. Way to bring in 42. Yeah. 42. Yes. 42 because you're born in 82. You are on it. I like it. All right. Well, that was two live Jew for you. Probably about a little over an hour of content. Seth, say, thank you so much. I thank really enjoyed doing this podcast. Thank you. I know. It's a good time. I had a dream about it, so I must like it too. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next week. God bless.